vision. A little series called Standing in Vision. A series on vision and what is vision. I'll just do a quick review, not long, but we're going to look back just a bit to set the table. Today's message is imparting vision to others. Imparting vision to others. And guys, this talk today could be for businesses or whatever, but it's not for that. It's, it's for us as a church. It's for us individually. Uh, God's Word speaks to us individually. Amen? And God wants you to know that you matter and you have value. That's the most important vision you'll ever get from God. Amen? That you matter, you have worth. He gave His Son for you. You need to have that vision that, that you're on your way to a devil's hell without Jesus Christ. Somebody needs to show you that. Amen? Let God, let God show that to you, that His Son died for you. So, vision today. How do you impart vision to other people? God has spoken to you. God is leading you maybe as a, as a husband of a family, a mom and dad as a family, and he's really impressed upon you to lead your family in a, godly, in a godly path. How do you impart that to your kids? How do you get other people on your team? It could be that you have uh, gone through a crisis in your life where you just feel like, honestly, taking your own life. You don't, you don't, you don't think you want to be here anymore. But yet you know God's saying, that's, that's not right. You, you do matter. You have value. I love you. You need to learn how to impart that to other people other than your sad story all the time. Y'all hearing me, yes or no? Amen. How can, you, how can you possibly impart vision to other people? Let's look at it. a little bit different topic today, but I believe it might make sense to you. Where there's no vision, people what? People perish. I am sitting back down, so don't holler at me. Amen. Come on. That was a test. Here we go. Vision. What is vision? Vision is seeing what God sees. Now, these are my words up here, okay? No, you're not God, okay? You're not going to see everything God sees. But there's a lot that God sees in you and potential in you and your value and your worth that you don't see. Vision is seeing what God sees. Amen? Does that make any sense to you? Okay? Again, my definition, along with Webster in my head here to, and the Bible, to, create, to see supernaturally. This is what vision is, to see supernaturally by supernatural means through being apprehended by a supernatural God. This is the vision I'm talking about. Vision requires several things. Just watch this screen. Vision requires faith. Vision has ears to what? So I must believe God. I must believe that He is. I must be willing to listen to God. I can't read God's Word like, oh, I don't think this is true. Oh, I don't know about this. No, vision is believing God's Word. Vision is when you're reading God's Word, having ears open to hear what God's Word says. Amen? So vision is believing God. Keep looking. Vision is believing even though you can't what? Absolutely. That's what faith is. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not what? Seen. So, vision is diligently what? Seeking God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We must believe that He is. And He is a rewarder of those that diligently what? Seek Him. So, all this is right from the Bible. Vision requires courage and commitment to follow through. Vision requires courage and commitment to follow through. Vision is not like, well, I got a word from the Lord, so you're just going to go spout it to everybody. God said, God said. A lot of kooky people run around and do that. Excuse me. Okay, it's just what is what's about what's that about? Vision is about yeah, getting a word from the Lord, and most word from the Lord come from the Word of God. By the way, Amen. Come on, listen. And then it's having courage, it's having commitment to follow through with what you say God has said to you. 
Does that make any sense? Okay, it's not that impressive to me, and I don't mean to be ugly, but it's not that impressive to me to say, well, God told me this. Well, if God told you something, won't you go do it then? Say, and last week, our whole message, well, a couple of weeks ago, I think, or one of them was, was about, you don't, don't just go spout it out. Nehemiah didn't do that, did he? No, 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 no. Let's talk about it. Let's keep looking. Vision must be what? Gave a whole message on building vision. And this is the wall. We use Nehemiah. We're going to look at Nehemiah again today. But we use Nehemiah. The walls of Jerusalem were broken down. The building of the city had been in ruin. And yet they'd had permission to go back for, I think, about 100 years. And they started, but they didn't complete the project. And it broke Nehemiah's heart. And he was in another country, in Persia, of all places, as a captive, a cupbearer to the king. And any time he would hear of any people going near Jerusalem, through Jerusalem, how is the city of God? How are the people there? He was concerned. And so we talked about the building of a vision using this visionary, Nehemiah. So to have a vision and to build that vision, there must be certain steps. And we're going to build that wall real quickly. There must be passion. There must be concern. Patience or timing, God's timing. Prayer, that's cleansing. Planning, confidence. Plan but have confidence in these plans. Position, you need to be in the right place where God is using you and is going to allow you to do what he's called you to do. And then proceeding, that's taking action and moving forward. Provision, that's trusting the Lord to know that, hey, the thing that he said, he will bring it to pass. Amen? And then finally, purpose, that is absolute determination. Why in the world, if God has spoken to me in his word and in my heart and has given me a vision or a a promise that has absolutely touched my life, why in the world would I not believe it until it came true? Amen? Say, why would I not have the determination to follow through? So that's the building of vision. That's how you build a vision, looking at Nehemiah. Now, vision must be powered by what? We talked about hope last week, remember? Hope. That's how a vision is powered. Well, you know, well, God just ain't whatever. That's not hope. You've got to have confidence in God. Confidently expecting God to bring the vision to what? Now, keep in mind, when I talk vision, guys, I'm not talking about crazy stuff. Most vision in our life is for our lives, to live our life. Are y'all listening? Say, you see on TV and TV preachers and what have you, it's it's like going to the carnival or something. Come on. That's not the real world. The real world is in your house. Amen. Yes or no? And life and living life, Jesus came and he walked among us. Amen. Okay, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father. This is what the guys that walked with him said. He walked. He got tired. He slept. He was hungry. And so vision to me is, is how do you live life? And how do you make a difference with your life right down here? And God will speak into your heart to do incredible things when you humble yourself and you care for him and you care for other people. Amen? When you love him and love people, be expected God to use you. Amen? So, so God has touched your heart. All right? And he's impressed upon you this thing you must do. And it can be a number of things. Guys, it could be like years ago when we started Fellowship Church. I thought I was crazy. To start a church. I, had a, I went to a reporter in town and said, we're going to start a new church. And she looked at me and she said, great, that's just one more thing Inglewood needs is another church. You know, and there's so many people saying you can't do it. You know, I used to put signs around 
round town, Fellowship Church. And, you know, you don't need to advertise Jesus, people would tell me. Are you kidding me? We got a billboard, told we're wasting our money. Guys, vision. And I'm not the greatest visionary in the world, but when God lays something on your heart and it's the right thing to do, and reaching people for Christ is the right thing to do. Amen? Yeah, come on, praise the Lord. It's the right thing to do. Come on. So if I bring up stuff about me or something, it's just because I'm preaching. It's not that I'm the greatest visionary, but the real practical vision is in your life. And uh, recently in Inglewood, Florida, we had a 13-year-old take, I believe, her, her life, and we had a 17-year-old this week take his life. In the little town of Inglewood, Florida, that's why you'll hear me repeatedly say, and I say it before and I say it often, I say it after this, and that is the most important vision you'll ever get is that I matter, that I have value. Say that with me. I matter. I have value. And the way you know that is that God created you in his image and his likeness. You're not a, you're not a, you didn't come from an explosion. Okay? You're not a, some slime that crawled up and became whatever. That's not you. You were made in the image of God. Why? Because that's what God's word says. Who are you going to believe? Some man doesn't know what he's talking about? Or are you going to believe the word of God? Vision. Knowing that you have value. Knowing that you have worth. It just saddens me that, uh, that so many of us, we live our life. I lived my life for probably, shoot, 45 years not really knowing. Even as a pastor, I didn't know the value that I had. I didn't know how many people loved me. I just couldn't see it. I didn't know that I, I was good at what I did. You know? I didn't know the value of just being a good husband. You know? Hey, if you're a good, faithful husband, that's a good thing. Can we praise the Lord? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And if you're a loving, faithful wife, that's incredible. Let's praise the Lord. Come on. Are you hearing me? But a lot of times, we don't know. We don't know. We're just, this is what I'm supposed to do. But you're doing it, and you're doing good at it, and you're doing a good job at it. Vision, vision, vision. You have worth. You matter. So out of that can flow a lot of things that God will speak into your life. For me, it's, it's, I'm a pastor. For me, it's reaching people. For me, it's trying to, to help us just keep going forward and I don't build, we don't build any of this so you can say, oh, look, or I can say, look what I built. I could give a rip. Honestly, guys, I'm from the country. You know, I still feel out of place here, to be honest with you. You know, I'd probably be I'm more comfortable preaching out in the yard or something. But the fact of the matter is, this is a good thing. This is a good thing, reaching our community. It is a good message to say we love Jesus, we love people. You're listening. Amen? So the vision that God, praise the Lord, amen, praise the Lord. The vision, the vision that maybe God has given me, and, and, uh, and unfortunately I've been able to see it imparted to other people, and that's what the message is about today. But God wants you to, the vision he's given you to be able to impart it to other people as well. And I don't want to get too sideways. Let's keep moving. Imparting vision to others. Leaders lead. That's what leaders do. Statement I came up with years ago. Say it with me. Leaders lead. That's what leaders do. And if you're going to impart the vision that God has put on you, then you're going to have to lead out. All right? So leaders lead. That's what leaders do. How do I get others to share in the vision that God has imparted and impressed upon me? And, guys, this ain't about your, your favorite uh, marketing scheme here today. Y'all listening or not? Yes or no? This is, about, this is about God's will in my life. This is about God's work in my life. Amen? 
Okay? So how do I get other people to come on board and believe and to be part of the vision that God's laid in my heart? So we're going to go back to Nehemiah now. Back to the book of Nehemiah. Let's pick it up. Here we go, Raj. So he heard about the situation. He built the vision. We talked about that. He got permission from the king. That was all part of the building of his vision. He's now in a caravan with letters from the king, remember? With provision from the king. Going now back to Jerusalem himself. About to do something that hadn't been done in about a hundred years. And so here's Nehemiah now on the move. We're talking about imparting vision. It ain't imparted yet. You're going to see it. Here it goes. So I, Nehemiah, I came to Jerusalem. I was there three days. I rose in the night. I and some few men with me. Neither told I any man. That's very interesting. Neither I told I any man what God had done what? Had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. I think we get the, uh, the cart before the horse sometime in vision. We're so excited sometimes or maybe even full of pride sometimes. We want to go spout it instead of keeping it quiet, being patient, and letting God work and build that in our heart first. Amen? Yes or no? So this is what Nehemiah did. So, neither was there any beast with me save the beast that I rode on. <laughs> this, was, this, was a, this was a low budget effort going on right here, it seemed like. Here we go. And I went out by night by the gate of the valley, even before the dragon well and, and to the dung port. We said that's sort of a crappy place to be right there. Okay? And viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down. So he goes out by night, sees the walls, the gates were consumed with fire. Then I went on to the gate of the fountain, to the king's pool, but there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. All right, so I had to get off this, this joker and get on foot. Then when I up in the night by the brook, I viewed the wall, I turned back, I entered by the gate of the valley, and so returned. And the rulers knew not whither I went or what I did. Neither had I as yet told it to the Jews, nor to the priests, nor to the nobles, nor to the rulers, nor to the rest that did the work. Then I said unto them, You see the distress that we're in, how Jerusalem lies waste. The gates thereof are burned with fire. He's talking to the guys now. Come, say it with me, let us build up the wall of Jerusalem that we become no more a what? A reproach. And I told them of the good hand. I told them of the hand of my God, which was what? Look at that again. Then I what? Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. And they said, say it with me, let us rise and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. We're talking about imparting vision to others. Now we're into the message, guys. We're here now. Here we go. What's step number one? Just make it plain English for us. Say head. One more time. Head, head. What do I mean by that? Knowledge. Knowledge. Let's look at that. What do we mean by that? It's knowing what must be done. If God has imparted to you, he's impacted your life, he's impressed upon you a vision about your life, about your family, about someone, the future, whatever it might be in your life, in your world, it's knowing what must be done. You've got to nail that in your own brain. You've got to know what I'm doing is what? Say it. What I'm doing is what? It's right. And I know this is from the Lord. Y'all listening? 
That's why, we, that's why we need to try the Spirit. That's why we need to make sure when we say God said it wasn't pizza we ate last night, okay? You know, or our own pride. We need to know what our vision is that the Lord's given us. We need to know that it's right, righteous, it's good, it's honorable. I tell you what, if most people that I see, especially on Christian TV, excuse me, if they use that as their standard, is that right? Is that godly? Is that honest? Is that honorable? Many of them, it wouldn't be a vision at all. Y'all listening or not, I lose you on that one. Be honest. Do the right thing. Okay? No cheating people. Got it? Yes or no? Come on. So you've got to know your vision. You've got to get it down. You've got to repeat it to yourself. Y'all don't know years ago, I'd, I'd come out here and sit in my truck. In this property, which I call it, it reminds me of something you'd see in Vietnam or something. All the palms and the, and, the, and the scrub stuff and all that mess. And I'd sit out there and I would count cars. Like I'm in the middle of nowhere. Who's going to come out here? I'd count cars and I'd play a game. I'd try to see a car and I'd try, before I got out of my sight, I'd try to find me another one. And I would come out here and do that. And I would uh, see this place here, even though I couldn't really see it, but I was trying. I felt like it was the right thing to do. And I'm not, again, not trying to puff myself up, guys, but I had to do that in my own life. When we started Fellowship Church, we had a billboard on 776 over here on, uh, at uh, Gulfstream Boulevard. Remember that billboard for years? I always had a church. I always had even a, an office and a parking space at the church and all that good stuff in the past. We started church in a high school Y'all don't know, but many times I would go sit by the billboard. Because that's all I felt I had. But I had something. I had a billboard. I had a billboard that was saying, we exist. Amen? Because we'd pull our signs up on Sunday and we'd just disappear. Again, you need to know your vision. That was my way of repeating it to myself. Repeating that what, we, what I'm seeing is, is right. This is good. I've got to believe it myself. Yes or no? And there were many times I didn't believe. And the beauty of imparting vision is when you get more people to believe with you, and we're going to talk about that, sometimes when you're weak, they can get in your face and remind you of what you said. Amen? And that's a good thing. And many of you have done that to me over the years. That's beautiful. So, know your vision. Head. Get it down in your head. 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 Knowledge. 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 Know your vision until you know it backwards and forwards. Yes or no? Instead of jumping out so fast. Well, God said. Well, God said. How about hush and get it down and know it. Get it down in your head and your mind and know this is good. Know this is right. Know this is what God's called me to do. Amen? So, then, then, here's the beautiful thing. Then you start to communicate that vision. Communicate that vision to others what? Repeatedly. And don't be a pain in the rear, okay? Communicate the vision to others repeatedly until they know it and they can repeat it what? Yeah, backwards and forwards. Did y'all get that point? Yes, yes or no? How do you impart vision to other people? Well, that's how you do it. That's number one. Head, know it. All right? Let's keep moving. Let's take a little test here at Fellowship Church. Just us. Let's take a little test. You've got to help me now. Here we go. The vision of Fellowship Church. I need you to speak out when it's your turn. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. We love, and we love, okay, it's we love, pop it up, 
Jesus and we love people. How many knew that? Amen? Come on. There you go. Good. Put your hand down. This is communicating vision. So I guess some of you, you're getting it, aren't you? Huh? And that's not something you said. That's not something you said. That's not something you used to say, is it? I didn't say, we love Jesus. We love people. We love Jesus. We love people. You didn't say that. I never said that. I didn't, I didn't my former church, we didn't say that. A lot of churches say, we love God. And they don't have anything like that that they say. The Lord impressed that upon me. When we started the church, I wanted people to know that we love Jesus. Okay? Because I'm going to tell you something. If you love Jesus, God is impressed with that. Okay? But guys, let me tell you something. That's the only way you can get to God. You can say, I love God all day till the cows come home. But if you don't love his son and you don't know his son, you don't even have a relationship with God. Did you all know that? Yes or no? Amen? So we love Jesus. Boom! Yeah, we love Jesus, and we love people. We love Jesus, and we love people. Did I know what I was doing when I said that? Not really, but it's right, and it's a good thing. Amen. And now over the years, I've learned the wisdom of that. If it don't have something to do with loving Jesus and loving people, why are we even doing it? At Fellowship Church. And it's really been a guiding thing for me over these years. Amen? Let's do another test. Debt, blank, or blank. Say it with me. Debt, or. Now, maybe you walked around your whole life saying that. I didn't. Lord gave me that. I felt like he gave me this. Debt free or die is what it is. Amen? Come on. Let's take another test. Quickly. This is just fun time right here. So we built this building, and God gets all the Now, y'all said glory. How many said credit? Raise your hand if you said credit. How many said glory? Well, the answer is credit. You know why? Let me tell you why. Because saying God gets all the glory is just something we've always said. You can say God gets all the glory, and you can still get some of the credit. But if I say God gets all the credit, you don't even get the credit. Amen or not? I like that. I like that. I want people to know God gets all the... And we had that idea as well. It's because we ain't going to go borrow no credit from no bank. Amen? God's going to get all the credit. Amen? Come on. So, let's do another one. Blank, blank, my town. How many said Inglewood? Amen. This is my town, but I say Inglewood is my town. Sorry, buddy. Inglewood is my town. Amen. Or this is my town. I never said that. I lived here for 20-something years, and I never said this is my town or Inglewood is my town until I faced a real big challenge in my life where I was hurt, where it would have been easier for me to pack up and leave this town. But I had to double down on this town. Because I wanted to leave, but God was saying, this is where you're supposed to be. This is your town. You make this your town. Amen? Yes or no? Okay? Again, just talking, just talking. How about this one? I matter. Bump, bump, bump. Say it with me. I matter. I have. You ever heard that? Did you walk around saying that your whole life? I didn't. Again, I'm not trying to say, ooh, everything I say is great. I'm not. I'm just trying to say that imparting vision 
to other people. Other people need to know what you believe. Other people need to know what it is that God has spoken to you. Amen? And a lot of this stuff is you just, you just knowing where I'm coming from. Amen? Come on. Let's thank God we what? Live in... Come on, praise the Lord with me again. Come on, come on. Well, that's the dumbest thing ever, ain't it? I never started services off like that my whole life. But don't you think we ought to thank God we live in America? Amen? Instead of griping about the country all the time? Yes or no? Okay, and God laid that on my heart. Quit complaining. Quit bellyaching. Look at all the good that I have done for you and your country, crazy preacher. Amen? Come on. Number one is no and head, head knowledge. But head knowledge is not enough, guys. Head knowledge is not going to get the job done. And, guys, y'all can play that little game with me we just did, and you can get the little answers right. But we'll not turn the town upside down for the Lord. We'll not reach near as many people as God has for us unless it goes deeper than your head. Y'all hearing me, yes or no? Well, I know what they believe over there. I know, Pastor, yeah, I know that, and I know that, I know that. Yeah, but do you believe it? That's number two, imparting vision. The word heart, heart, heart. Say that with me, real belief. See, I really believe loving Jesus is the right thing to do. I really believe loving people is what it's about. It's changed me. I still screw up, though. I still have emotions. I still say things I shouldn't sometimes. But, boy, has it really helped me knowing that I need to love him and love people. It has really directed my path. And that's what God will do. He will give you the desires of your heart. He will direct your path. Okay, but you need to listen. And he will do this for you. It's not just for the preacher, guys. This is for you. This is for your family. This is for, you know, your life. Okay, and how to live your life. God wants to speak into your life. Head knowledge is good and necessary. You've got to know, man. But, it, but if it's going to be real belief, it must go what? Deeper and do what? Penetrate the heart. Okay? Are you committed to your marriage? Well, you can know what the Bible says about it, and you can know what Mama said about it, but do you believe it? Husbands, do you believe that you're, the, that you're the head of the wife like Christ is to the church, that he loved his bride, the church, and he gave himself for it? And do you see your role like that? And wives, do you see your, yourselves as to your husbands respecting him and honoring him? And do you believe that? Well, I ain't going to do that. I don't believe that. Or, or, yeah, the Bible says it, but do you do it? And do you believe it? Y'all, did I lose you on that one, yes or no? Good. This is what I'm saying. This isn't some kooky vision whatever stuff. This is life we're talking about today. So, real belief. Go back to Nehemiah. Here we go. Back to Nehemiah. So, here's the walls down. He's seen it. He's communicated the knowledge to the jokers, all right? And now they know. And they're with him. They're with him in their head. But what happens when they go down there and people want to kill them? Are they going to cut and run? Say, boy, if you're doing something like this, but you better have the team with you. So let's see what happened. So I looked, Nehemiah says, not reading the whole book. I looked and I rose up and said unto the nobles, to the rulers, to the rest of the people, 
Because the, the, the enemies were trying to make them scared to death and they were going to kill them. Look, you don't be afraid of them, Nehemiah says. You remember the Lord, which is great and terrible. Fight for your brethren. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Fight for your wives. Fight for your houses. He's going somewhere with this. He's trying to inspire real belief out of these. Hey, guys, it's more than just that wall's torn down. They're going to rape your, children, your wives and your children. You understand what I'm saying here to you? All right, it's time to fight and build. And he inspired that because God put a vision in this cupbearer's heart. Who would have ever thunk over here? He's serving the wine to the king. But when God speaks and a man obeys, great things can happen. And that's what happened in this man Nehemiah's life. So it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us. And that God had brought their counsel or not. Them trying to screw up our whole plan and what we're trying to do. That we returned, say those three words with us, all of us, to the wall. Everyone unto his own work. Keep looking. It came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought in the work. And the other half of them held spears and shields and bows and other armor. And the rulers were behind all the house of Judah. They which built it on the wall and they that bear burdens with those that laid it. Everyone with work of his, own, of his hands wrought in the work. And with the other hand, he held a what? Man, in one hand, they got a weapon. and the other hand, they got a trial, baby. They're believing. Do you hear me or not? They're imparting this vision. For the builders, everyone had his sword girded by his side. And so what? Not bellyache and complain and, oh, we can't do it. Oh, no. They believe. Because this man, Nehemiah, had imparted this knowledge in their head, and now it's got down in their heart. Because this really matters. Their family matters. Your family matters. Amen. Yes or no? So much of what God's Word says is because He loves you and He loves your children. And He wants you to love and to do right and to honor them. And also, He loves your neighbors. And you being a better person, a better neighbor, that's God's plan. God is a God of love. But He needs you to do it. Amen? And me to do it. So... The builders had the sword girded by his side, so they built it. And he that sounded the trumpet was right by me. Old hornblower was right near Nehemiah. I said unto the nobles, to the rulers, to the rest of the people, the work is great and large, and we are separated upon the wall, one far from another. In what place therefore you hear the sound of the trumpet, resort ye thither unto us. For I Say it with me. For our God shall fight for... This is a leader, isn't he? Are you feeling it or not? Am I the only one feeling up here? So we labored in the work, and half of them held the spears from the rising of the morning till the stars appeared. That sounds like dedication to me, doesn't it? Amen? Not this half-hearted, well, whatever. You can believe, you can have it up here in your head, but when it gets down in your heart, you're going to start doing something. Okay? Likewise, at the same time, I said to the people, let everyone with his servant lodge within Jerusalem. That in the night they may be a guard to us. Everybody's going to stay in here now. Why? Because when some of us are sleeping or we're working, you're going to be watching our tail, okay? And labor on the day. So neither I, I love this verse, so neither I nor my brethren nor my servants nor the men of the guard which followed me, none of us put off our what? Saving that everyone put them off for what? 
When they stunk so bad they couldn't take it anymore, they'd pull them off and get them washed. But otherwise, they're dedicated. Are you feeling the real belief? It's a different thing than just from their head. Something happened because the leader communicated vision, and they got on board. So real belief. For vision to be more than simply goal setting. That's so much what vision is in our world today. Setting some goals, reaching to your goal. And I'm not against goal setting, but that's really not what I'm talking about here. This is a God thing I'm talking about, okay? It has, it, it, for vision to be more than simply goal setting, it must be what? Believed in the... Okay, let's keep looking. My heart is my will. My heart is the center of who I am. My heart is the place where I store my core values and my core beliefs amen that's where we want the vision to get we want it to get in your belly amen we want it it won't want it to be there when you you just we want you to hurt over it amen okay why won't you hurt over your life why don't you why don't you get it down inside of you that you matter that you have value yeah but i've been mistreated and and, and you can spend the rest of your life blaming somebody or you still have a chance to have a great life. But unless it's down inside of you and you really believe it. And then when you do, get other people on board. Instead of telling your girlfriends, you know, oh, I can't make it, I can't make it. Why don't you start telling them God told me I can make it. Oh, they're going to appreciate that. They've just been nice to you listening to all the whining. Start believing, man. Believe for your life. Believe for your family. Believe for your sons. Believe for your daughters. Are you feeling it or not? Got to believe, man. How does this heart stuff work? I want to go back to the Bible. Just, to, just take a sideways look one second. That if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your what? Heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Keep looking. For with the heart, man, what? Guys, that's where real belief takes place. It takes place down inside of you. Knowledge can come out of your mouth. Well, I know I got this thought and it'll come out of my mouth. But real belief, guys, is down here. It's deep. Real belief. And that's how a person's saved. A, lot, a person that is not a, a, a child of God born again if it's just coming out of their mouth. What comes out of your mouth, the Bible says, is from the what? Heart. From the heart, the mouth what? Speaks, the Bible says. Do you really, truly believe in Jesus Christ? Deep down, I mean, do you know or do you still think that, well, I don't know, I think Muhammad's one way too. And I think old Buddha over here, he's another way. Let me tell you something, I'm going to get up off a stool. You're wrong. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Listen to me. One way to, one way to God the Father, say the verse if you know it with me. I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Believest thou this, Jesus said, in your heart? Jesus was all about imparting vision to people. And that's what's happening when you read the Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the what? That's all about vision, about believing that God gave His Son. And do you believe that? Have you put your faith in Him deep down in your heart? That was just one little example. But it's a big example of how it needs to be more than just your head. Keep looking. Here's another one. Y'all with me? Y'all okay? Well, y'all were loud when I got up. Another side story. I just want to throw it in here. We're going to finish pretty quick, but hang on. Talking about real belief. 
Jesus talking to the woman at the well. Remember the story? Was he supposed to go to Samaria and talk to people like them? No. They were half-breeds. And the people hated them. The Jewish people couldn't stand them. But Jesus went straight to them, went out of the way to go to them. So he's talking to the woman at the well. His disciples had gone to town. Here he's talking to the woman. His disciples come back to him, and they marvel that he talks to the what? To the Samaritan woman. Yet no man said, why seek thou, or why are you talking to her? Because he, they knew he'd pop them upside the head. Okay? That's why they didn't say anything. The woman then left her water pot because she knew she's not welcome there. She left her water pot. She went her way into the city and said to the men of the town, Come see a man which told me all things ever I did. It was not just the Christ. But keep looking. Keep looking. We're talking about real belief in the heart. The disciples had been to town. They didn't tell anybody about Jesus. Did y'all hear me? And that's the disciples. That's the ones that had been walking with him. Oh, they had it in their head, but it wasn't in their heart. Are y'all hearing me or not? Okay? In the meantime, his disciples were there with him saying, Master, you need to eat. And Jesus said, you know what? I have meat that you don't even know anything about. He said, my meat is to do the will of him that what? Sent me. And to finish his what? That's what I'm about, guys. You don't get it. And then he gave this incredible verse. Stop saying there's four months and then comes the harvest. I say unto you, say it with me, lift up your eyes, look on the fields, for they're white, all ready to harvest. You were just in town. There was a harvest right there. There was people right there, but you're so stinking blind because it's just in your head. It's not down in your heart, guys. Did you get the point? The Bible says many of the Samaritans of the city believed on Jesus For the saying of the disciples? No. For the saying of the who? The woman, which testified. He told me all I ever did. I put that up for two reasons. You can walk right with Jesus and be in his group and be on the inside and still not believe and have the vision that God wants you to have. Y'all hear me, yes or no? And here's the other thing. You can have barely walked with Jesus for just a little while And once you truly believe and put him in your heart and you trust him, he can take you to town in a hurry. Amen? And you can bring the city back to Jesus. Amen? There's no pecking order here. It's about believing, man. Come on. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, vision must be received and believed in the heart. We're going to have to quit. Imparting vision to others. So this is a simple outline today. Vision. How do I impart it to others? Head. Knowledge. I gotta know it, they gotta know it. Heart, I must believe it, they must believe it. Okay? The last one is hands. I just simply have the words doing it. Doing it. Guys, so much of the church today is full of talk. Talk. Well, God said and God whatever. Listen, what about doing it? What about doing what God says? Hands are the place where things get Can you say that? I like this quote. Hands are the place where things get... One more time. Hands are the place that things get done. My wife, Kim, uh, painted something for my daughter for Christmas, and it was one of my sayings. But ain't never did nothing but sit. But ain't never did nothing but sit. You're just sitting on your butt. 
Amen? But ain't never did nothing but sit. And that's hanging in Elisa's house now. Amen? <laughs> the point is, vision needs to get to our hands, guys. We need to do what God has told us to do. We need to do what God has spoken to us to do. And then we need to have other people that we feel that, that God has placed in our life to receive this vision that they need to have be a part of, of what it is. It might just be my family. That's okay. That's incredible. Mama needs to be on board. Daddy needs to be on board. The kids need to be on board. Amen. What Joshua say? Joshua said it this way. Hey, listen, you can serve the gods on the other side if you want to. Okay. As for me and my house, we will what? You think he was imparting vision to his family? Okay? It's a very, very important subject today. So we're finishing it. So he had these enemies all the time trying to fight him from getting the wall built, but they kept building it because they had people that believed. And now you got these two jokers. They've, he's been on, they've been on his heels the whole time. Sanballat and Geshem sent enemies saying, come, come. They would send letters. Come, let us meet. Now they see the wall's almost done. Come, let us meet in one of the villages in the plain of, oh, no. That's the way I say it. In the plain of, oh, no. But they thought to do me what? Mischief. So what happened? I sent messengers unto them saying, I am doing a great work. So that I cannot come down. Okay? Why should the work cease while I leave it and come talk to you? Hands is doing the work. Was Nehemiah and the, and the guys doing the work? Say, absolutely. For they all made us afraid, saying, there it is, their hands shall be weakened from the what? Work that it be not done. Now, therefore, say that last part with me. Oh, God, strengthen my hands. Say that with me again. Oh, God, strengthen my hands. So imparting vision to others is from the head to the heart to the hands where the work is taking place. What can vision do for your life? Well, we already saw with the woman at the well, it didn't take very long to change her whole world, did it? It's a devil's lie to think that it's going to take you forever to get your life back in order. With God, all things are possible. You have a miracle God. You have a God that loves you to pieces. And when you start believing his word, taking it into your heart, you can have a radical change. My mother drank my whole life. She was sitting drunk one night in a chair listening to Billy Graham on the TV because she couldn't change the channel before the days of remote. She didn't care about Billy Graham. But God cared about Mama. And so she heard the word. I came in, said, we're going to church. I cussed her out. We went to church. Next week we went again. Next week we went again. Third week, my mama received Christ. And her crazy hell-raising son, I didn't even know what I was doing. But I went down front, and they started talking to me. And best I knew how, I received the message that they gave me that day. But for my mama, it was immediate. Mama went home, and the thing that had been gold to her, the booze, she poured it down the cast iron sink on Sunday afternoon. Amen. And never drank another drop. 
Don't tell me it takes forever. I'm not saying there's not struggles. Don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to say, man, when you believe, when you know God and you, you know what he says to your life, and when you really believe and you put your hands to doing what God says do, don't be surprised if you have a radical change pretty dang quick. Amen? God can do that, guys. How about Nehemiah? Hadn't been built in a 100 years. Can't be done. And Read the whole book and see all the criticism he took. So the wall was what? In 52 days. By a cupbearer that probably didn't know doodly squat about building anything. But he had a vision from God. He built that vision. He knew that vision. He imparted that to others. He got others to believe with him, which God did that. He couldn't do it. And then finally, they all worked together, and they got it done in 52 days. Is that an incredible story? Let's thank the Lord this morning. Amen. Come on. Come on. Crazy. Crazy. We're almost done. The head is where the vision begins. The head is where the vision begins. So use those eyeballs in your head and start reading the Word of God. Use those eyeballs in your head and start reading the Word. The heart is where the vision is what? Believe. The head it begins, the heart's where it's believed, and the hands are where the vision becomes a reality. Amen? That's a good word today. Know, believe, do. Can we say that really, really loud? And I'm up now. I'm good now. Here we go. Know, believe. Can we just scream it like we're at the Super Bowl? Here we go. One more time. Now, come on. Now, now let's thank the Lord for the word this morning. Amen. Come on. Come on. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. That's a good word. Amen.